Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, what's up, man? Podcast. Happy week. Dude, dude happy week. Doing? That's a good phrase. Yeah. Happy week. I'm happy week. Uh, I was just thinking as you had to go check on your kids and we were waiting yes. to start the podcast, I was thinking, yes. you know, that whole conversation we just had should have made it on the podcast and it's not, <laughs> it's not going to make it. So I apologize to our listeners. You miss pure gold and you really uh, Andrew did. and I are going to invent a product. We don't know we how are. we're going to invent this product, but we're going to invent the product. <laughs> we we're are. We're going to sell anyway. it to all, all of our grateful listeners and anyone else we that can. wants to buy it. And I think you'd love it. We can just, I'm just going to give you like the very abridged version without revealing the product. Um, Josh and I were talking about how we both are a little tired, even though we've had like consistently good sleep. That led into me being like, yeah, check out my sleep scores. And I showed him my app from the little watch that like tells me how my sleep score was and heart rate and all of that. And then we started talking about how cool it would be if uh, like Apple watches and all of those things had fart rate monitors, um, not heart, but fart. So that yeah, at the end of the day, you could be yeah. like, wow, I, just feel like I farted. That's a good, yeah, that's yeah. good information to know about yourself. <laughs> it is. It's just funny. Like we don't have to be so serious about our health all the time, you know, like let's, yeah. and then like let's also with Apple fitness or whatever, you could like tag your friends and like they get notified of your number at the end of the day. They're like, Andrew farted 17 times a day uh, or, you know, so-and-so farted 47 times and it like becomes a competition between friends. Yeah. But it really on does. top of that, on top yes. of that, it also detects other people's farts. So yes. if you're in a room where somebody else farted, it notifies yes. you that a fart has been released. <laughs> and then you and, get to decide what to do with that information. And listen, it could be the perfect prompt if it's like, hey, by the way, you've been around five farts. Um, yeah. It could be like the perfect reason to be like, you should go take a walk. You need some fresh air. Yeah. Like you've been around yeah. the fart density in your office is too high. Like you <laughs> That's need what it to, also checks, your fart you density need, in the office. You, you need like, fresh air now. <laughs> you need a break from this environment. It is not healthy for you. Your fart rate is low, but your I'm your actually fart surprised there isn't is like a pollution checker or something like that on apple watches at this point yeah where it's just this like would, hey you need fresh air this would be the perfect way to start it like start with the thing that the people care about and everybody would love a fart rate monitor there'd be people would be like yeah i'm not into that but most people would love it i think I mean, there's a huge market for it, it. <laughs> and then then our conversation devolved a little bit more and i was like what happened if you just like create a device you put in like a conference room that just randomly goes off. Not because it detected anything. It just says a fart has been detected <laughs> and then let like the people in that meeting fight it out of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like it wasn't me. Like, come on. <laughs> this would be the best like gag gift uh, situation right? ever. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we can invent it before this Christmas, but I feel like we could do well next Christmas. I feel like it can't be that it. hard. Like yeah. you get a little micro no. board. I feel like it's doable. <laughs> it totally is. And all these people oh, like in return to office, you know, protocols yes. right now. Like yes. this is just a great way to get back at people because you're angry if to be in the office again. That's right. So you put these little things all throughout your conference room and then all of a sudden they're like, you know, emailing your IT department. Like, hey, like there's these sensors that are going off. We don't know what to do. 
Who installed the fart yeah. alert system? Like you know that one yeah. like really proper lady in a conference room by herself, and it goes off, and she's like, "I swear that did not happen." I'm very offended, dude. That would be so funny, and you could even just be like, "Yeah, I heard it's taking like hygiene super seriously now." So like, we yeah, all let's be need honest, to us, be on our us best homeworkers, like we don't shower every yeah. day. Like that's just no. the reality. Now you no. have to start showering every yeah. day. Yeah. It's a big deal. There have been there have been times when Jana has come in my office, actually many times, uh, when she's opened the door and been like disgusted, oh. like I'm living in a fart cloud and I didn't even, you know, notice it. <laughs> so I'm sure but the problem is I have to like seal every door and lock it. And sometimes even when my windows are open, the girls will come and like yell in like, Hey, are you in a meeting right now? It's like, yeah, <laughs> I am right now. Like, so, you know, I got to lock it up tight. And then, uh, sometimes <laughs> my fart rate is a little higher than it should be. That's funny. And, uh, yeah, man, uh, like work from home. I levels. say <laughs> I have some developer friends. I'm going to ask them like, Hey, how hard would it be? to program like a little board to do this for me. Um, I will supply the parts. I think this is doable. I'm going to, I'm going to put out the uh, Batman beacon today and see who, uh, who's willing to help do. Yeah. I really think uh, you should. I'll invest with you. Let's make it changing gears, changing gears slightly. Uh, what? Yeah, slightly, not a lot, not a lot. Bringing light into the world and checking people's farts. I feel like are are very related things. But uh, you want to walk through what's what's the current series we're in and what are we talking about today? Well, we we started a new series. As you know, we were in Psalms for a little while and uh, and we moved away from that. And last week we kicked off. Um, we're hanging out in John. Um, we kicked off in, in chapter eight with uh, Jesus's first I am statement. We're doing the I am series. And, um, and today is, I am the light of the world out of John chapter eight. We figured it'd be a good change of pace to go back to like a level of basic, but like, who did Jesus say he was, right? Um, because there's a lot we can learn from it and there's a lot of good things to understand about it. So yeah, man, today we're in John chapter eight. And our main focus is, I am the light of the world. I don't know if you have it pulled up, um, but if you'd want to read through it, you could. Or if you want to mention any more, like, why we're doing this and have me read through it, that's cool, too. I didn't know you were talking to me, so you should read through it. Okay, well, I'm pulling it up. So uh, if you could give any background context of why, because you were the one who was like, let's do this. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. But... Um, why, why did you want to go into this? I am series, Josh. Yeah. We need more Jesus in our lives. Like that's just the reality of it. Uh, I think oftentimes we get comfortable with, um, Christian things or Christianity and and we allow other things to become our focus, like serving or attending church or doing good things rather than, um, letting Jesus be, um, our, our sole focus, um, and our sole direction. Um, mm-hmm. and I think we'll get into that. Some, we talk about Jesus being the light of the world, but, um, like he is the everything. So we should be getting to know him as best we can. And here's the seven yeah. sayings that Jesus said that I am. Um, and these are, you know, key characteristics of his personality and why he came to the earth, um, and how he views, uh, and interacts with humanity. Um, so I, I think these are big things. Yeah, man. Well, cool. I, I couldn't agree more. And 
I'm just going to start in verse 1 of John chapter 8. Here we go. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At dawn, he appeared again in the temple courts, when all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a, brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in an act of adultery. In the law of Moses, he commanded us to stone such a woman. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have the basis a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard uh, began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left. When the woman was still standing there, Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, wh- wh- where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, Go now and leave your life of sin. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The Pharisees challenged him. Here you are, appearing as your own witness. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, Even if I testify on my own behalf, my own behalf, my testimony is valid, for I know where I came from and where I am going. But you have no idea where you came from or where you are going. You judge by human standards. I pass judgments on to no one. But if I do judge, my decisions are true, because I am not alone. I stand with the Father who sent me. In your own law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is true. I am one who testifies for myself. My other witness is the Father who sent me. I think I'll stop there. Um, but yeah, man, what what are your kind of first reactions to Jesus' statement of, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Yeah, Um I think there's a handful of things you have, like we have to understand before we can like really get into the conversation. I think one of them being like Jesus being in the light of the world, meaning he is the source of truth, right? Like everything he does is aligned with the father's will. Um, nothing is going to be outside of that, meaning he's never going to walk in darkness. Um, so us following him, like if we follow him perfectly though, we all know we don't, um, we would stay within you know, the, the boundaries of this life to stay, um, within, you know, the light, um, that Jesus provides. So I think that that's one thing to, to keep in mind is like, he is the source. He's kind of like, you know, for us, you know, if you're like on a, on a ship in bad weather or something like that, and you can't see anything, you kind of see the lighthouse off in the distance piercing through. It, it's kind of like that, um, of like, he is, he's our North star. He's the place that, that we can always go to, to know what, sh- how things should be. We're not talking necessarily from like the morality perspective, though morality comes into play. Um, it's not like just not sinning. It's, there's so much more to life than just not sinning when we're walking in the light. Yeah. Um, like you could be missing out on, on places he does want you to go into the darkness and carry that light. Uh, and we miss out on those things because we're not walking with, with Jesus or following his lead into things. Um, so I think there's a piece of that too. Um, and then practically speaking, and we can get into this a little bit later, uh, if you have more things to add, but practically speaking, like, 
you know, we're the light of the world as well, um, because Jesus lives, you know, in us and through us. Um, we see that in Matthew five, um, when Jesus calls us the light, um, because we carry, you know, his spirit, um, you know, into all the places that we go. So there's that piece that's at play as well. Um, yeah. But yeah. What, what's, what's your thoughts? Yeah, man. Um, like I'm the light of the world and, um, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of the world. Like, I think it's that type of stuff, the, the hard <laughs> situations in life, like maybe, maybe the light situations in life too. Uh, the easy ones, I mean, like lighthearted, um, where, where this can show up. But Jesus is like, when you walk with me, you'll never be in darkness. You know, that doesn't mean like, it's not going to get dark outside, right? Like not a, not a literal thing, a metaphorical thing of you're not going to need to walk in darkness. You're not going to need to walk in, uh, in the things that others might have to stumble through in this life. If you're following me, you know, doesn't mean life's easy. Uh, cause it's not, that'd be a crazy claim to say, follow Jesus and your life is always easy. Uh, we've talked a lot about how that's like, that's not true. That's not reality. Um, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of peace we can have when we're walking through hard seasons, um, in our lives because we know Jesus and because we follow in his way. So yeah, man, that's my, like, my first take is like it is it is powerful to know that Jesus said this is who he is that he's the light of the world and that when we follow him whoever follows me won't walk in darkness but will have light the light of life you know um mm-hmm. and then man like we got a we have a mutual friend who um you know used to kind of loosely quote the sermon on the mount a lot and and like tell people christians like all right go go forth and be salty and luminous. And that's always stuck with me, you know, because Jesus talks about like where the salt, we, we impact everything around us, where the light uh, that that is set on a hill and cannot be hidden, you know, like the, the impact of salt in baking or food and the impact of light in a space is, is undeniable. Um, and that's kind of what we're supposed to be as, as followers of Jesus. And like, we're supposed to have impact on those around us, especially those walking in darkness who have maybe never, never seen the light or never taken it seriously in, in following Jesus. So, yeah, yeah, man. And I would add on to that too. Like, I think we could take that principle and then um, manipulate it to our own benefit in terms of saying like, I'm just going to go in and when I see sin, I'm going to call yeah. it out uh, and right. cause destruction to relationship and those types of things, which let's be honest is creating right. other sin. Um, like light and piercing should feel like it's good. Yeah. Like when we're, we've been yeah. in darkness for a long time, we come to light. There's a good feeling to that. I'm not saying that sin, you know, the presence of sin, we, we create good feelings. That's not the point, but like I should be doing it with great compassion and love. Um, when I'm, when I'm bringing light to dark places. Um, the other side of this is like when we add salt to food, um, salt makes things taste better, right? Like yeah. for a variety of different reasons, one bringing the flavor out of that food. Like we should be those types of people as we're bringing these things to, um, as we're bringing these things into the dark places of like, are, are we providing better life um, to these individuals? individuals um that that we're 
we're in encountering and, and engaging with, or are we, we just causing more destruction um, and harm? Destruction and harm isn't going to lead people to the truth, right? I'm not saying don't speak truth in love. We should, um, but truth in love is full with compassion and full with care yeah. and full with willingness mm-hmm. to get involved in those individuals' life and to make a difference. And uh, it's not drive-bys. It's not like, hey, I'm going to run by, yeah. I'm going to run by this person, just chuck salt in their face uh, and then keep running. Like uh, I'm, I'm sitting down with them at a meal, sitting at a table and let's talk about life. Let's talk about where it's at. Let me, let me show you that Jesus way is better. Um, and getting to those places with people rather than, you know, assaulting them with salt. There's a good one. Assault with salt. Stop doing those things. Um, so I, I think there's that piece of like, um, there's plenty of dark places around us and through, uh, shoot in us, um, that we encounter on, on a pretty regular basis that we, we just become okay with them being this way, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, it could be a a, a a a cause that you see, and it's just like you know, I, what am I going to do to fix it? Uh, yeah. But you know, if Jesus leads you towards it, like He's called you to it, He's He's going to use you in the midst of it. Don't give up yeah. on those things, or you know, they're always going to be that way. Um, maybe, um, but there's probably a better approach that you could have taken um, to to show love and compassion and bring light to that place. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of dark places in our world that are so dark because Christians aren't willing to enter into them, and mm-hmm. we are the light of the world, right? Like that's that's what yeah. you know Andrew was just quoting, and it's yeah. it's Matthew five, and I'll just read these verses just just so the verse can sit on their own, mm-hmm. but you know, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Um, you are the light of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. That's why we call our Churchill City. Um, neither do people light a lamp and put it on put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and they give light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see Jesus, see uh, your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Like how are we portraying Jesus to people that we're interacting with? Yeah, Um, man. are Are we drawing them back to the one thing that's really the one thing that has the power to completely transform and change their lives um, for the better, right? Like not that like, you know, physically your life may change drastically, you know, you're now a millionaire and everything's taken care of kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But how you approach life and how you view life and what you stress about and what you don't stress about, um, all those things start to shift and change because we walk with Jesus because we have access to the actual light of the world. Um, the, the, the pure truth um, that we can hold on to, to, uh, you know, pay attention to and um, to base our lives off of. And that's the thing that's going to make a difference in the lives of, of those we come in contact with. And my guess is there's darkness around you right now that either you're, you're too scared to enter into, then just don't do it by yourself. Bring other people with you. Um, or you feel like you're ill-equipped. Um, that's fine. Jesus used a lot of ill-equipped people to make some pretty drastic yeah. changes in our world. Um, or, you know, yeah. you're too comfortable. Right. You don't, mm. well, you know, that's just going to take more time. Let it take more time. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Um, like yeah. you're, you're letting an opportunity for the gospel to pierce hearts. Um, and you're, you're just too comfortable and you, you don't want to yeah. take that chance. Like you're going to stand, yeah. <laughs> he's going to have some opinions about that. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have an opportunity to, to present something that, that could drastically change someone's life. You should take the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's, you know, it's easy to think of, uh, you know, it's not that far from Halloween. And I don't know if like when you watch shows, if you see a commercial now, it's like 
every third commercial is for some terrible looking like horror movie. I hate horror movies. I get scared easily and I'm not ashamed to admit it. And I just don't enjoy anything about intentionally like making myself feel scared. So I'm not a fan. But uh, it's easy to think about like darkness as like, man, there's like demon stuff going on, man. There's like crazy murder. There's crazy crime. There's crazy whatever. And it's easy to like think of all of that. And that's true. Like some of that stuff's true. Like there's, this is a spiritual and physical realm. Like there's a lot going on that, that we don't just see. Um, Mm -hmm. And the Bible talks a lot about that. So I'm not trying to say that's not the case. Um, I think a lot of the time when we can show up as Christians uh, to those who who don't yet follow Jesus or know Jesus, man, I think showing up in the places people feel hopeless in is is mm-hmm. a good starting plate place. Like we don't always have to be like, let me look for the darkest thing in my city or my town or my mm-hmm. relational web and like just dive in there. Like maybe God will call you into that, but do that when he calls you, you know, but in, in the in-between, when you look at your friend group, when you look at those in your circle, those you have relational equity with, like think about the areas in your friends' lives or the, the people you know's lives that, that they've just like given up or said, this is hopeless or this can't change. Mm -hmm. Or I'm, I'm like, I've tried so hard here. I'm just letting it go. I'm giving it up. I'm, cutting the relationship off. I'm I'm always going to be this way. I couldn't possibly change. Like those things that make people feel hopeless in their own lives. Like man, I'd call that darkness. I'd say that would fit the analogy of things that are dark in in our world, right? And and if we're supposed to be the light of the world, if we're supposed to be a city on a hill that can't be hidden, a light that's that's lit and not put under a basket, right? Um if we follow Jesus, we're supposed to be the light. And that's not like, wow, Andrew did this great thing or Josh did this great thing. Like, look how good they are. No, it's like constantly show up for people and in those places where they feel hopeless, hopeless, pray for people in those places they feel hopeless and let your, let your actions speak just as loud as your words, you know, be salt and be light in other people's lives and by the way, as we practice that, man, we feel it more deeply within ourselves, right? Like you can have the head knowledge of Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. You follow me and there will be no darkness in you. You know, we can have head knowledge like that. As soon as we show up for others uh, in the places they've felt hopeless and that they feel darkness, they feel like they couldn't possibly ever change in. And we start to come alongside them and, and love and serve them well. Like, man, we can believe this stuff at a deeper level through practice, you know, um, side tangent, but just like Jesus didn't ever say, all right, disciples, uh, sit down and for the next month, I'm going to just teach you with my words. He's like, no, come and follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of men. I'm going to show you how this thing works. Do as I do walk in the way I walk, you know, like follow my lead and practice it. And I think that um, we're called to be actively the light of the world, to be actively the light of the small relational web we have. Maybe we can't fix all the wrongs in the world in one you know, fell swoop, 
we can't. <laughs> but you might know five or ten people, and and some of them probably have some stuff going on uh, that that could use some light, you know, that could use yeah. the influence of Jesus and the output of us following Him in their life. This is true of Christians and non Christians, but man, like if we're to be the light of the world, then then be okay getting into the mess of of the places that are dark and know that the one we follow, Jesus, is the light of the world, right? Um, it's not on our own strength. It's not on our own goodness or righteousness or anything like that. It's it's on His. We're just trying to reflect what what is already true into into today. So, yeah, yeah. man, I don't know. I felt a little too, a like, little around, but what did you think? Yeah. Like I was having a conversation with a friend last week and we were just talking about lies that people believe and lies that we believe. And like, this is a great place to bring light into those places. And I think oftentimes we let people function in those lies um, because it's easier um, because I don't have to rock the boat because I don't have to say hard things. I don't have to take the chance for conflict. Um, but like that, that's not kind, right? Like I'm not showing compassion to that person to let that person sit in a lie. That's just not true of who God is or how God sees them. Um, but I think there's so many people throughout our world right now that have been in these lies for such a long time that they feel like truth. And we have an opportunity to present a hope that is drastically different than their current view of, of what's going on. Or we could be like, no, this is how Jesus views you, or this is actually who Jesus is. Um, let me prove it to you. Um, like there's all these different avenues that we have an opportunity to speak into people's lives by, by inviting, yeah. just bringing dark, like bringing light to those dark places, these lies that shoot, they may have been believing for decades that this mm -hmm. is just how it is. And we have an opportunity now, um, to, to bring that light to those places as, as we walk with Jesus. And I think that's the big piece too, because the question after that is, well, how do I know if it's a lie? Well, if you're walking with Jesus, like it becomes pretty clear to us. Um, like when we're walking with the spirit and letting Jesus lead in those places, like you're, you're going to catch them pretty quick. Um, but that's not going to happen if you don't walk with Jesus, right? That's just yeah. the reality of it. Yeah. Like you may have a saving faith with Jesus. You may be going to church from time to time and hear stories about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, you may read, you know, the, his, his birth story at Christmas or his death and resurrection story at Easter, um, with your families and those types of things. But like, if you're not walking day to day with Jesus, it's going to be really hard one for you to stay in the light and two for you to bring light to places um, that are dark um, because you're just not going to know one. You're not going to notice that they're dark and two, um, you're not going to know what to do um, when those things present themselves because you're just not walking with Jesus. Yeah. And I know we talk about this a lot, but it, it always comes back to this. Like if you're not spending time with Christ, um, in prayer and, and reading his, his you know, recorded word, uh, in, in practicing other spiritual disciplines to that draw our hearts closer to Jesus. Um, and it's a relationship. Relationships, relationship takes time to build, needs um, give and trust. Need, you need to be vulnerable in the midst of those conversations, all those things that are healthy for, for a healthy relationship. You have to practice through those, those disciplines. Um, but when we do those things and, and that relationship forms and I know his voice, right? You know, I was just reading in John, I think it was earlier this week or last week, end of last week, um, where Jesus is talking as, as the shepherd, you know, I'm the, I think we actually cover these verses, um, mm. because he does say, I am the shepherd. And he also says he's yeah. the sheep gate. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, he, he makes this comment. He says, you know, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. Um, really hard to follow Jesus. If you don't yeah. know his voice, really hard to yeah. know his voice sounds like if you're not spending right. time with him. 
Um, mm-hmm. so it always comes back to those pla- those places. And for a shameless plug, um, because that is what this Jesus Life podcast is about. Great, pla- yeah. great place to start if you haven't listened to the Bible uh, is an app called Dwell. Uh, great app True. to, to True. Uh, start that relationship. Now, it's not a substitute for Jesus, right? Like no. listen to these things and let that be a jumping off point for conversation with him. But uh, it's passionate people reading scripture um, to you. Um, you can find it at this Jesus Life podcast dot com forward slash dwell um, and sign up there and yeah we do get a little bit of kickback if you did sign up there we appreciate yep. you uh, helping yep. us out but we also don't push things that um, we don't think matter and don't think are helpful no. um, and if this is a great tool you know maybe it's you you listen to it in the shower um, yep. you know a couple of chapters or whatever happens to be um, a couple of you know variety of different verses on different topics and you know that becomes the jumping off point for conversation with Jesus yeah um, so you can build up those muscles to know what his voice sounds like so you can build totally. up those muscles to know how to follow that voice um, all these things that we just we think are going to be yep. magical like yep. we come to Jesus and just it snaps and everything is perfect mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that change in that moment but but you still got to practice some you know building some of these muscles if, if you're gonna be able yeah. to do this long term yeah man and uh man just to that point as you were talking like <clears throat> there's a lot of like jesus is war- jesus warns against fa- false teaching quite a lot and he warns against um you know people that will come and say like i'm the christ right people that will come and try to try to take his place basically and like there's a few ways to know when that's the case like look at the fruit of their life what's the output of of their life um but also um one of the simplest ways is like know jesus's teachings like lean in just start Listen to the Sermon on the Mount a bunch of times. If you've never done that, read it a bunch of times. Like, start there because it's like a central set of teachings that Jesus gave. That once you you have a good understanding of that, like pretty quickly you can weed out things that are like, man, I don't think this is in line with like the God I know and follow. Like, it gives you enough of that context to be like, all right, this is my paradigm of kind of what Jesus taught things within this like yeah that's true that's right this is what he taught us how he taught and wanted us to live and the things outside of that you should really question like wait is this this person is preaching this version of the gospel but it seems like it's really going against this big piece of the sermon on the mount like should i follow that should i not probably not but like start by knowing jesus's voice um, and and then work through it with the guidance and discernment of the Holy Spirit and people who love Jesus and love you in that order. Um, that's like a little tangent, but like start by knowing his voice and like, what did Jesus teach? Like all the gospels are are awesome for this, right? They're all accounts of like different people who actually walked with Jesus and practiced his way before his death and resurrection and ascension, right? Um so these are people to listen to, but the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, like, just go there a bunch of times. It's never going to return void and start there. If you're like, I don't really know Jesus's voice, that's a very practical set of chapters. Just be like, I'm going to commit to reading or listening to this once a week for the next nine weeks. Great. Do that. That's perfect. You know? Um, but yeah, man, like, let me... You mentioned something where it's like, I can't solve it all, so maybe I shouldn't do it. 
And, and like you practically said, if God calls you into doing it, I'm thinking about like, I work for a nonprofit that, that works uh, with children in extreme poverty. And, um, and I, I really believe in what we do. Uh, we serve a couple million children, which is awesome. The reality is there's like 400 million children in the world that live below the extreme poverty line. Um, and like the need is so exponentially great that I can't just be like, my mission in life is to solve this problem. I can't possibly do it, right? One person can't. Um, and you could you could look at that and see that and hear that and be like, well, then why bother, right? Like why why make any effort towards that? Or you could look at one of the big problems of our day of like um, child sex trafficking or online exploitation or whatever it is, man, you name it, the murder rate in Chicago, the whatever news headline is like the most depressing when you look at it, like you can see problems and just be like, I can't do anything about that. Like, I guess I'll pray. And that's as much as I'm ever going to do. Like, it's easy to have this defeatist mindset, especially in our world where everything is connected. You can see all the negative headlines because they sell. Like, it's easy to hang out in that space and just be like, I'm not going to be taking any action on that. I'm not going to try in any of that, right? If we're called to be the light of the world, though, it doesn't mean we look up every negative headline and try to do something about all of that. It's probably not what God's calling us to. But start really practically and just think about your friends. Think about stuff that you know is going on in their life, especially the ones that uh, that know Jesus and are super lukewarm or that don't know him at all yet, right? Start there and just be like, God, is there any way that I can encourage one of them? Like, can you tell me what I might do, right? Is there anything I could tangibly do or say or make a phone call or offer to buy somebody lunch or dinner or breakfast? Like, is there just something practical that I could do that would really matter to one of my friends? Like, listen, like, God's going to reveal things. That's what the Holy Spirit does. And it might be really simple. Yeah, call this, call your dude up and be like, you want to get breakfast next week? Great, do it. You know, like, and enter into the situations in, in your friends' lives where they don't feel hope, where they don't feel like anybody cares, where they don't feel like they have a way out and just start to walk with them. And, and man, like in the same way Jesus talks about, like my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think we're supposed to show up in others' lives and be like, I'm going to walk beside you. I'm going to lighten your burden a little bit. Might not be able to solve your problem, but at least you'll know I'm in your corner. At least you'll feel that I have have love for you as a friend or a family member or, you know, another person that you're not alone in this. And man, to me, like that is that is part of light, right? Like people people walking through hard things alone, that sure feels like darkness to me, you know, but when you're walking through hard things together, it feels like it's a little brighter. It's not quite as dim. You know, you're not fully in the dark like you might have been the first time. So just tangibly, man, like I know this this can feel like an ethereal teaching of Jesus that's far away, but I think if we just click into it a little bit and get practical of how how we might be the light in, in the people's lives around us, I think it's super practical. <laughs> and it's like just 
Show people you care. Show up. Mm-hmm. Give them a call. Take the time to do that. Start simple. You don't have to change the world, but like you have relationship with people you have on purpose. It's not an accident. Um, and and just start small and show up and be the salt and light in people's lives because hey, we follow the one who is the light of the world. You know, so. Yeah. And I yeah. guarantee, like you're you're gonna have impact with with doing these types of things, right? Like one, we don't see people as people most often. Like we just move through our day. So just slowing down enough to see people as people, like you're going to make a difference in that because nobody does it for them. Right. Just like you can, you can look at your own life. Like, well, no one sees me as a person in that way. Like I'm a cog in a wheel kind of thing. Um, but everyone feels that way and everyone looks. So when we take the time, um, and it may be weird at first that that's okay. Um, you know, they may be like, why does this person, you know, what's their ulterior motive? Um, keep, keep pushing and, and keep yeah. trying to love them and, and, and just be, you know, the, the light to them rather than you yeah. know, trying to change them or get something from them. Just, just be there for them. And I think you're going to see a huge, huge impact in, in their life and in the lives of people around them. Right. Like this is, this is what Jesus calls to do. It's this one-on-one relationship and one-on-one discipling of people that, that's going to make the difference in our world. And it's easy to look at all the big things and be like, well, like, um, I'm never gonna be able to accomplish those things. Um, but you got to start somewhere, right? Like, uh, I don't remember if it's Jesus or Peter or sorry, Jesus or Paul. Um, but you know, great things start with small, you know, start at the small level. Um, like it's these small things that compound that get, you know, Mm -hmm. to bigger and bigger things being attacked. Mm And, um, you know, I feel like Jesus recently gave me over the last, you know, four or five months, some pretty big dreams. And we're talking multi-million dollar dreams to make happen. Um, and in our community and in communities, you know, around the nation, but, um, looking at those things, it can feel extremely overwhelming where you're like, there's no way unless like, yeah, unless some, you know, magical thing that Jesus does happens, like it's not going to happen. Um, but there's small things that you could be doing now, simple things like, um, whatever that next admin step is or whatever that next conversation or whatever that next, you know, relationship that needs to get beat, be built or whatever that next, you know, small yeah. little step may seem insignificant. Um, but those small steps build up and, you know, you start seeing great ground being taken, um, for the bigger yeah. dream, but, um, don't, don't get overwhelmed by what Jesus is asking you to do. Just take the right next step. Um, yeah. don't forget about the people that are already around you. Like Andrew was saying, um, that just need to see the light, need that hope again. Yeah. Right. They, yeah. they may be believer or not a believer, but they need that hope again. And I know like Jesus is the answer can feel, um, like it's not enough or it can feel like you're just, it's a cop out. Um, but the reality is, is Jesus is the answer, right? Like if yeah. you can teach them how to know Jesus as their Lord and savior, if you can teach them how to walk with Jesus, their life is going to be drastically impacted by that light, right? That's just the reality of it. And I think yeah. oftentimes it, it doesn't feel true for us in that way. And if that's the case, that's why you're not doing it. So I would say spend more time with Jesus. Like he's going to blow you away. Um, it's what he does. Um, but there's a lie you're believing in the midst of that that needs to get dealt with. That's just not true. Um, yeah. That you need you able to get to back to that place where the good news is good news and life with Jesus is good life, um, regardless of what's going on around us, because you know we get to yeah, walk man. with the creator of the universe. But Andrew, any, any final thoughts on Jesus? I am the light of the world. It's good news. It's good news. And it's, uh, we follow Jesus. We follow in his way. And if we can believe, yeah, you are the light of the world, then like 
we can walk in that too, right? Um, I'd encourage us to all get real practical about that. We laid out how to do it. And, and I guess last thing I'd just say is like, if, if God is calling you into, like, I want you to devote your life to this, this problem that the world sees as unsolvable, um, do it and walk into it with hope. You know, if he doesn't call you into that, man, just start, start with your friend group, start with those around you and watch what God does in and through you as you serve those, uh, around you, you know, care for people. People are lonely. We all need it. And, uh, and there's a lot going along long on in life and everybody's busy, but man, everybody craves deep relationships. So show up and be the light of the world to those just close to you. Start there and, and whatever God calls you into walk in that over time. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it often blows me away how like any chance in any time I realize I'm the person that was being served in that way, that blows my mind. I've had recent experiences of that. Anytime I get to show up and be be light in somebody's life, it's like the most deeply encouraging thing in my life too. And it's always hard. It's always like, I'd rather do something else with this time. I can't go over right now. I can't take this call right now. But when you say yes to it, it's always more than worth it. You know? So I'd just say, take that next right step like you were talking about, Josh. Thanks for doing this, man. Let me pray for us. Father God, um, God, we we thank you that you are the light of the world, Lord Jesus, that um, when you show up, you pierce the darkest of places. Um, God, that you give hope to the most hopeless. Um, God, that's who you are and that's what you do. And for that, we give you praise and we thank you. And um, God, on top of that, we thank you that you call us into the same mission. Right? You, you told us um, in your Sermon on the Mount that, that we are the light of the world as well. And we, we're that light because you know we walk with you and, and we carry that light from you. And there's places in, in our lives, whether it's it's lies that we're, we're believing ourselves or lies that our friends and family around us are believing, or there's dark places that you're calling us into, God, you're calling us to take the light somewhere. Um, like we don't get to keep this light for ourselves. We don't, we don't get to hold it, you know, in our own little homes and, 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 you know, uh, and call it our precious, right? Like, Hmm. like you said, you know, we put it on a lampstand, we put it out for others to see we're the city on the Hill. That's who we're called to be. So God, would you build that courage in us? God, if there's lies that are keeping us from it, God, would you call those lies out right now? Um, spirit, would you, would you speak to, to our hearts as, as, um, we're just sitting here, you know, listening to a, a simple podcast, God, um, of a lie that we may be believing for a long time that that you want to address, that you want to deal with, that you want to get uh, back to the light and get back to truth. Um, God, that you're going to provide freedom um, in those areas. And for that, God, we give you praise. Um, we give you praise for the work you're doing right now in, in those listening and the work that you're going to do. Um, we love you, Lord Jesus. We are extremely beyond um, words grateful um, for calling our names, for, for calling us to salvation for allowing us to know you and to know your voice and to walk with you and to be on mission with you. Um, God, we love you. And we, we give this, this day to you. Amen. Amen. Thanks dude. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. 
we want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.